happy Monday. I hope that you had an amazing weekend and this week is off to a good start. Even if it's not, I know that there is good things in store for you this week. There are people that you're going to run into intentionally that God has um, already assigned you to run into. There are people that are going to meet Jesus because of you. Um, so use that as encouragement as you go through the week. There's Paxton. He is always here and saying hello. Today, we're talking about discouragement. Um, we're talking about discouragement with our health goals, with our fitness goals, um, with ourselves, with um, the expectations that we have around that. And a lot of times we get super discouraged as we come into a Monday, a day that's supposed to kick off the week, right? We're supposed to feel good and be encouraged, but we don't and we feel upset. Um, we feel like we messed up on the weekend. We feel like um, there's no recovering or coming back from what we're going through. So I just wanna talk through that today and let you know that there is a word for you here what you did this weekend what you've done in your past what um you might be wrestling with saying that you're not enough or you're just what your mistakes are um i'm here to tell you that you're more than that good morning heather thank you for helping me out this morning heather is one of our success coaches and the methodized mom program. She is amazing. So, and Jenny's one of our clients. Hey, Jenny, how is that cucumber and tomato salad? I hope that it was good. Jenny has a huge garden growing. We're coming up with all fun ideas for cooking and making healthy things with her garden food. So tell me how that was. Um, for now, good morning, Emily. Oh my gosh, McCruz here. Cruz here and showing up. Good morning. So we will get into this discouragement chat, but first we are going to pray. If you are watching us live in the Facebook group, we are here Monday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern. You can catch us on YouTube. You can catch us on any podcast app by searching Fit and Faithful Moms, um, and you can listen to all the episodes and all the chats that we've had for these past, gosh, two years now. Um, if you have any prayer requests, please drop them below. If you want to share them, please do. That is what we are here for, praying for each other. If you would like to keep it anonymous, you can just drop an emoji and we will know to pray for you. So Lord, we just thank you so much for bringing us together today. We're thankful for a beautiful day. Lord, I know that Texas is praying for rain. Um, so we are praying over that for Texas. Father, there were a lot of kids going to camp this week. One of my fellow coaches, her daughter is going to camp. Um, so we are praying safety and protection over those kids that they will learn um, and dive into your word and forge new friendships and relationships like never before. Keep your protection over them. Um, keep your patience and your peace and your joy with the camp leaders. Help our moms hearts as we um, wrestle with kids getting older and getting more um, freedoms. Help us to learn to trust and lean into you in these times, Lord. 
Um, I pray for sleep over the mom that's not sleeping well. I pray for rest over the mom who has a weary heart. I pray for strength over the woman who is struggling right now and feeling at the end of her ropes. I pray for wisdom for marriages. I pray for um, just peace over any situation that these ladies are going through, Lord, and just speak to them today. Father, speak a word into them. Use me as your vessel. Um, you know as well as I do that preparing is great, but you have a bigger and better plan than even my preparations can imagine. So do your will, Lord. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Delicious. Good, Jenny. Um, we'll have to post that recipe then. It was a success. Um, I love cucumber and tomato salads. I, I'm not a cheese person, and it's not because um, of any diet. It really is. Cheese doesn't agree with me, but um, my husband loves feta, and he will put it in that salad. So if you like that, hi, Chantel. If you like cheese, you can add a little bit of feta to it. I also do like a watermelon and red onion salad as well. That's really, really good. So we'll have to post some of those this Saturday. How about that? This Saturday, I'm like, make a list of all my favorite summer salads and they will be client approved <laughs> for you guys coming in here today. Um, all right, we are talking about discouragement. I know I talked about this a little bit um, before we got into prayer, but a lot of times on Mondays, um, we go out starting feeling discouraged, right? We feel a little upset because on Friday, we were excited. We followed our plan Monday through Friday. We nailed our calories. We hopped on the scale, even though we knew we were supposed to wait. And we were like, yeah, we lost weight. Then the weekend came and we felt like we should treat ourselves with the stuff that hurts us, which is a discussion for another day. We decided we were just going to, you know, go out, have our fun. And then Monday comes and we're like, man, I can't stick to a plan. This is useless. I didn't work out. I weighed myself again and I gained weight. Um, what is happening? When am I going to get to my food freedom? Uh, when am I going to feel confident in myself? And we feel like that. Maybe it's just me. Um, I'm going through one of those journeys now, especially after surgery. I know a lot of uh, my clients are recovering from surgeries or colds. Um, and maybe you're not recovering from surgery. Maybe you're just kicking back up your faith and your fitness. Maybe um, you've never done anything fitness-wise and you're just starting out and wondering where to go, but you feel really good Monday through Friday. And then the next Monday comes and you go, man, I really screwed up. Like I, there were a lot of things. Uh, you can name all the things you did wrong over the weekend. I don't know if that is you, but I'm here to tell you that there was good in that weekend too. And there is good in your mistakes when you use discouragement in the right way. When you use discouragement based on scripture, not based on worldly ways. So I just want to um, define discouragement for you. And then we're going to link it to scripture. And then we're going to link it to real life and what you can do about it. So discouragement means 
in the dictionary that you have a loss of confidence or enthusiasm. Um, an attempt to prevent something by showing disapproval or creating difficulties, right? Um, the I love what they give here for their example as a noun of discouragement is to not give in to discouragement. Do not um, allow that to hurt you. But I really want to think about that. Are you coming into your Monday or maybe you're coming into your fitness journey or maybe you're coming in to a marriage issue or a health issue or a parenting issue? Maybe it's a work thing that you have a loss of confidence and enthusiasm. I feel like a lot of us start our Mondays that way, right? We get the Sunday blues, you know, you're feeling good Friday, like work is good, I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna kick it with the kids or whatever. Sunday blues come, you're like, oh, back to it tomorrow. And then Monday, you just have this complete loss of enthusiasm for what you are doing. So there are things that can cause discouragement, things that can cause us to be um, upset, to lose that zest for what we're doing, to feel um, like we're not moving in the right direction. And it can be caused by fatigue of just being tired right? Sometimes we put all of our effort into Monday through Friday that we're just tired and we're like giving up on the weekend, but we don't see it that way. We see it as like, I'm living my life. We're just going for it. And then we have to rein it so far back in for Monday that it's hard, right? It's tiring to be living that strict of a lifestyle. If your Monday through Friday is so strict in your health or your workouts or your nutrition that you feel on the weekends, you have to throw it all away. And then you come back feeling tired, trying to rein this back in. Then maybe that path you're following Monday through Friday isn't for you. Is it going to be difficult your health journey? Yes. Is it going to be you stepping outside of your comfort zone? Yes. Is it going you, uh, to uh, require you to try new things and actually cook at home or really look at and get down to even measuring olive oil? And you're like, man, this is a lot. Yes. But does it have to be so rigid that on Friday night, you just chuck that away and are like, that's not me anymore. You're almost living two different lifestyles, the Monday through Friday you and the Saturday and Sunday you. If that's the case, I want you to really think about what you're doing Monday through Friday. If it's so rigid that it's causing you to be tired, that it's causing you to be upset, that it's causing you to become stressed, that's probably not for you. You shouldn't just chuck your health to the side when it comes to the weekends. 
Your health is a lifestyle. This is something you're taking with you on Monday. You're bringing with you on Friday night. You're taking with you on Saturday evenings. And you're not hopping back into something Monday. You are just continuing moving forward with what you're doing. So if you're feeling that fatigue, that wear out, it could be because your Monday through Friday um, life, right? Your Monday through Friday rigidness isn't there, right? So that's your fatigue. You can also deal with um, uh, frustration and discouragement where you just become weighed down by everything you have to do. Sometimes our um, enthusiasm for starting our health journey gets outweighed around the three-week mark. Anyone feel this? I talk to so many women each week, and it's always around the third week, that first month, that you go, your excitement, your um, enthusiasm, your confidence in the program starts to diminish and you get discouraged. We get frustrated. We think we should have had results by now. Or we think, man, I have so much to fix. It seems impossible to rebuild this in the right way. There's so many different things I need to work on that we get focused on the rubble and not on the rebuild. We get focused on all these pieces that are laying down on the ground that we get frustrated. And we go, how can I do this? I want to encourage you that you can't do this on your own. If you've been in the circle of dieting and trying all these things and trying, you know, juicing and keto and then this and then that and then this and then that, and it's not working, are you trying in your own strength or are you trying knowing that you're not strong enough, but that God and the spirit are? And will lead you through that. When we get frustrated, when we get weighed down, that enthusiasm we had in the beginning for, I'm ready to rebuild, I'm ready for a resurrection. And then we realize to get there, we have to be nailed to the cross. In order for Sunday to come for Jesus, he had to go through Friday on the cross. In order for you, to get to your health goals, there are gonna be some things that you have to go through that you don't really like. And that can be discouraging because we try to brush those things under the rug a lot. I don't know about you, but I know about all of social media. They don't wanna tell you all the things they've brushed under the rug so that they can show you pretty pictures and nice meal preps and their fridge all organized in these great containers and their kids like happy eating celery sticks. And you're like, my kids, you know, eat chips seven times a day. <laughs> and we had mac and cheese last night and I had the crust of a peanut butter and jelly. That's about what I ate. How can I ever get to that? We just look at where we are with no hope for the future. That is not what our God wants for us. I've read nowhere in scripture 
look at all of your sin and then just look down at it and go, wow, I can't be healed. No, Jesus heals through us saying that was me, but I am going to become less of that. I did those things. I messed up. I screwed up. I will continue to mess up and screw up, but by your grace, I am healed. By your stripes, I am healed. There is nothing you can do to deal with your rubble by you just sitting there and staring at it and going, this is too big to fix. Is that the spirit that the Lord put in you? I'm going to challenge you there, right? No. Good morning, Rosaline. Good morning, Stephanie. That's not the spirit that lives in us. We are overcomers. We cannot do it ourselves. So just staring there at that third week going, oh man, that's a lot of rubble. Um, I'm not going to pick up a brick. I'm not going to do this anymore. That's too much. I want to challenge you that that's not what they did at Jericho when the walls fell down. That's not what they did when uh, we had to go rebuild the temple, right? That's not what Christians do. We don't just stand there and look at the rubble. And I'm going to challenge you if this is any area of your life, maybe it's that you're going to take on a positive mindset. Maybe it's that you're going to sow into relationships. Maybe it's that you're going to be committed to something. Maybe it is healthy eating. Maybe it is starting an exercise routine. Whatever that is, you can look at the rubble of what was your past and stand there and go, this is too much and it's taken too long. I should see results by now. Spend three weeks. Where's my 30 pounds, right? I see all these people and all these pills and all these different things of like a teaspoon of this and I should be dropping pounds. Where's mine? Where's mine? There is something God is biggie building in you that is bigger than you can imagine if you will just pick up the brick and stack one at a time. Rebuild on a solid foundation. Look at that rubble as, man, I was building on my strength with this. That's a lot. Imagine what God can do when I build on his foundation and I use his strength. So discouragement, it can come from being tired. It can come from frustration. It can come from fear that we are just overcome with fear that this mess is too big. I, there's no way I'm going to back up. I'm going to act like I didn't see this right and walk away from this. I am not going to go here. That seems scary. That seems like too much to deal with. I've had this diabetes in my family for generations. This is too much for me. And you're scared to break that chain. Obesity has run in my family for decades. That's too much for me to break. That's not mine. And we say things like that that's really based in fear. Let's not do this. Or we go, every time I start, something happens. Every time I go on this health journey, start a workout, 
I break a toe, I hurt my wrist, I get sick, I can't go to the gym anymore. You can use all of those excuses to stop you, but it's really based in fear that you don't believe that the spirit in you can get you to where you want to go. Not on our own strength in his. That's not what we're called to do as Christians. We lean into him when times get hard. So if you feel yourself leaning back, right? I love that um, little jiggy jiggy song. My money don't jiggle jiggle, it folds. They do like this lean back thing. If you find yourself leaning back away from the challenge that's in front of you, I want you to be triggered to go, no, I need to lean into God in this moment. When you go, whoa, and lean back, like that's too big. That's too much. She wants me to go how long on a treadmill? <laughs> like she wants me to step in a gym? No, no, no. She wants me to eat vegetables? Absolutely not. She wants me to drink water? I live on Diet Coke. I'm fine. She wants me to get out of the four walls of my house? No. No, when you find yourself doing the lean back, right? Whether it's cute or not, you can add your spazazz to it all you want. When you find yourself leaning back, I want you to be triggered to go, I'm leaning back from something God wants to do in my life. He wants to do something through me, through this, and I'm going to lean in. It might be your job, you hate it. Monday morning drive, you're leaning back going into it. And then you run into someone that needs to see Jesus, but your face is this. And they never meet Jesus because we're so far leaning back. We're removed from what's going on. That that person never gets that opportunity. You could be on a run, right? And so caught up in your run that someone who's distracting you, I don't know if you live in the South, but everyone distracts you in the South when you're out for a run. Um, I'm from Boston where we don't talk to anyone. And if you do talk to me, you're crazy. And I'm not definitely not talking. We don't talk on the bus. We don't talk on the T. We don't talk on the street. I don't hardly know my neighbors. We just, you, you do you and it's cold and gross and just move along. I came to the South to do my run and everyone's waving and I've got my earphones in thinking that, oh, well, they're not going to stop me because I'm clearly on, an, on a run and my earphones are in. Nope, they stop you anyway. Hey. How's the husband? How's the kids? Where are you from? How's the week? And you're like, what? what is this? Right. Or people wave going by in the cars. I'm not, I wasn't used to that either. Even I moved here in 2014. So a while ago now, and even still I'm getting used to, <laughs> oh, I, that's right. I have to smile when I wave before it was just like a, what? Uh, it started with, mm, and then it went to this. And now I'm finally like connecting this <laughs> mind body thing, like smile and wave, Heather, smile and wave, stop and chat. It's okay. Your run can, can continue on. 
But if we are so caught up in ourselves and what we can do in our strength, we won't get there. We won't get there. So it's taken me how long? Almost a decade to get this mind body connection made, smile and wave, and then get my eyes involved and not be, you know, this, get my whole face involved and wave nice and stop, you know, and, and chat. Taken almost a decade for me to get that neurotransmitter connection, mind, body, memory, muscle memory working. It's going to take a while for you to get your jog down pat or your eating down pat or your routine down pat. It's going to take a while and it's going to look ugly at first. Okay. It's going to look like this, you know, weird half wave, frowning, not happy. And then it's going to turn into something else like, oh, I have to smile, but I'm still frowning because why is this still happening? And then eventually you stop thinking about it. And now you're the one stopping people on their runs. Guilty. Hey, Deb. If she's watching, she will know. What's going on? How are the dogs? How are the kids? What do you need? How was your weekend? And you need to a lot an hour and a half for your run because 30 minutes of it is chatting with neighbors. Eventually it gets there, but it's not like a pretty journey the whole time. Your food prep isn't going to look like Instagram Sally's where she has all these really pretty things. She does all the tricks and she's got all the different containers. And you're like, I don't have a container. I'm dealing with tinfoil. Obviously food prep isn't for me. Or I do have the containers. They're just in a box and I don't wanna actually pull them out and wash them. So I'm just gonna live vicariously through Sally on Instagram and look at this and go, well, what could be? No, start with where you're at. It can be very ugly tinfoil. It can be lids that, or bowls that don't have lids that you're wrapping up. It can be Ziploc bags. It can be whatever you want. Just start. It's not going to look pretty in the beginning. When the walls of Jericho fell, they were pretty, but they were built on a wrong foundation. They had to crumble down. And they had to walk around them and go, all right, all right, we know how to rebuild this now. You can fall when you're ready. If you're looking at rubble, you're ready to be rebuilt. You're ready to move forward. You're ready to take that next step, but not on your own with the spirit. The last thing that can hurt us with discouragement is failure. When we look at the rubble and we go, man, this is a sum of all my mistakes. Look at all that I've done wrong. Look at all I continue to do wrong. Look at my face when I wave. That's just ugly, right? Like I'm a failure at waving at people. I could have said that and I may have. I don't actually know. I think I just projected that onto other people being weird, right? Like this is a weird thing that you all are making me do down here. We don't talk to each other in the North. This space is perfectly fine. And when I have earbuds in, that's like the universal sign for, no, don't talk to me. 
that isn't a rule in the South. It, it's just you talk and you turn your volume down and you be polite. That's what you do. It took me a while to learn that. So I could have been like, well, this isn't meant for me. I'm a failure. I'm not doing this anymore. No, we just have to work through it and do it. Your workouts aren't going to be pretty in the beginning. You might not have a perfect journal book of exactly what exercises you're doing. You might not have a good food log. You might not have a food log at all. And you're just like, breakfast. I have to log breakfast and snacks and the things I try to hide from my kids. Yes, you have to log that all, but it's not going to be pretty at first and that's okay. So stop expecting to look like someone's 15 year journey on your day one. That's not gonna happen. You're setting yourself up for discouragement. Jesus says in Isaiah 41, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, which is another word for discouraged. For I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Stop trying to do this health thing on your own accord. That's why you keep falling down. God goes, no, you're doing it wrong. No, you're doing it wrong. And every time we fall, we go, he's not listening to me. He doesn't hear me. He's not with me. I tried all these things and I keep ending up here. God hears you. He's with you. He's the one giving you a little flick going, no, you're doing it wrong. He will only flick you down as low as you need to go. That's where you started building on your own knowledge. That's when you started building on worldly ways. That's when you started building on all these things that weren't from me. And you thought you could do it yourself. You can't because it says it in scripture, because I've tried and tested it, because I know it to be true. I need God to get me through the day, to get me through my workout, to get me through my food prep, to get me through starting anything, my marriage, my parenting, my teaching, my waving. I need God's grace to get me through all of that. So stop trying to do it on your own. It's time to do this and go, all right, you knocked me down here, God. You allowed me to fall down and look at this rubble. I'm ready to start picking up pieces. Where do you want them to go? Where do you need them to go? Hey, Melissa, Southern Hospitality. Yes, Heather's all about it. She's learning that I'm getting better. <laughs> She's learning I'm getting better at it. God has given us the tools to succeed. All these things that can stop you or cause discouragement, tiredness, frustration, fear, failure. He gives us John 14, 27, and I'm pointing up because that's one of my scriptures because I get scared too. I get nervous before coming on to these things. Um, I get nervous before talking to people and it, it seems like I'm a super extrovert. I know it takes me a lot of energy to do this. I really, I'm an introverted extrovert. Like once I get to know you, I'll open up, <laughs> but my profession doesn't always allow me 
that build up ramp up time, we just hop right into things, right? So at the end of the day, I'm usually pretty tired. And I'm like, man, am I really called to do this? John 14, 27, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Do not let your hearts be troubled. If you're coming into your Monday and your heart is troubled, if you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling upset, then there is something fundamentally you need to change to get that back. Your joy does not come from your circumstances, nor your weight, nor your food prep, nor your exercise routine, nor your last mistake. Your joy comes from the Lord. Anchor that there. You can be joyful in all situations, even the ones you're discouraged in, because there's scripture about that too. And if you want to read through Nehemiah, if you go, um, Nehemiah 4, 10 through 23 is where I got these discouragement um, passages from. I'm not actually going to read a little bit to you. It talks about the laborers being tired, thinking they had to do too much, thinking about all the ways that it can go wrong before it starts, thinking about all the ways that they are scared of moving forward. Thinking of, well, I'm doing all this and my husband can't even do the dishes, so it's not worth it. I'm doing the dishes, the cooking, the cleaning. Everyone's taking from me. It goes through all of that. So if you're thinking that with your health journey, I don't have the strength. I've tried it before. It doesn't work. I don't know where to start. I've fallen too far. I know I need to break chains, but this is too much for me. I'll leave it to my daughter. I do all these things for everyone else. No one helps me. I want you to read Nehemiah. And we're going to read it together, starting at 10. Meanwhile, the people in Judah said, the strength of the laborers is giving out, and there is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. Also, our enemies said, and who were you listening to? The enemy or your God when it comes to your fitness and faith and nutrition? Before they know it or see us, we will be right there among them and kill them and put an end to the work. Then the Jews who lived near them came and told us 10 times over, wherever you turn, they're going to attack you. You have one of those family members? Oh, you're on another diet? Good luck, Jane. You've done this before. We've seen it. We all know how this ends. You're paying for a trainer? So now you're just throwing money away because we know the real you, Jane. You can't stick to anything. You ever heard that? So did these people. So is it in scripture. Let's learn. Therefore, I stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places, posting them by families with their swords, spears, and bows. Are you equipped at your lowest places to fight a battle? Or are you just going to let the enemy in? Food prep, I hate it. Okay, so that's your low point and you're already, you're attacking it. Maybe we need to go, that's my low point. That's where I need some extra support. That's where I need some extra families, swords, some armor there to build this up. I hate vegetables. Okay, well, you do right now. That's where you need some extra support. I don't have time to work out. Okay, you're just pushing the rubble into the ground with your own words. You don't even need an enemy to do it. 
you're just like, no, I'm not going to fix this wall right here. This is, this is too damaged. This is too damaged. We need to place people behind the lowest points of the wall, your exposed places, the places you feel weak, the places you feel like you can't, the places you feel like you try and never rebuild the same, the places other people keep pointing at going, you're a failure. This is why you can't. Those places, we need some families that are armed and ready to attack and rebuild. After I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. When we think that our generational chain breaking is too big, we just go, well, it's not worth fighting for. Yes, it is. Your health is very much worth fighting for. Fight for them. Fight for your daughters that you don't want in the same situation you are right now. Fight for the people that you are not even gonna know are gonna win a battle, right? You may never know that they were inspired by you, but you inspired them. Fight for that, for what you do in your home, for how you treat your body starting now. Then when our enemies heard that we were aware of their plot and that God had frustrated it, we all returned to the wall, each to our own work. From that day on, half of my men did the work while the other half, half were equipped with shields, bows, and armors. The officers posted themselves behind all of the people of Judah who were building the wall. Those who carried the materials did their work with one hand and held a weapon in the other. And each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked. But the man who sounded the trumpet stayed with me. There's going to be a fight that you have to fight with your health. Don't go in it without your armor. Don't go at it without your sword. And don't go at it all at once, looking at the rubble going, this can't be rebuilt. It can. But you're not going to rebuild this wall in four weeks, in four months. It might not be in four years. In four years, my face was just like this, right? It took a decade for me to get this, hey, you know, what's up? And even still, there are times that I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. You know, it might look ugly. It might not be pretty. It's not going to be perfect. One brick at a time. They only had one hand. So if you're using all your energy to meal prep Monday through Friday, using both hands, work, 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 work. Then Saturday comes and now you're not using any hands. You've thrown them up. Like I am done with that. Then Monday comes and you're like, oh, we gotta get back into it. Try this Monday using one hand and giving your other hand in praise, giving your other hand a sword to fight back the enemy, maybe of your own thoughts. Work with one hand, go at 50%. Give it the best that you've got that sustainable long-term and see what God does with your faithfulness. When we're using both hands, we're doing everything we can, then throw it up on the weekends. That's when I know that you are doing it in your own strength. Work at 50%. God's going to fill you in. You got to protect yourself from this, 
from the world, from our kids, from interruptions, from all these things. And remember, my smile didn't get there. 2014, it's almost a decade. I'm finally getting that mind-body connection. It's not going to happen overnight. This health journey isn't just for next summer's bikini or this October's cruise or whatever you're going on. It's not for that. It's forever. And when you get that in your mind, you go, you know what? I need to leave some energy for tomorrow. I got this. God's got this. I'm going to do my one thing. My one part. My one task. My one meal. My one workout. My one mindset change. My one thing. Not the whole week. Your one thing. So if you're feeling discouraged on this Monday, I hope that this was impactful for you. We read through Nehemiah 4, 10. We didn't get all the way to 23. We went to 21. Um, but Nehemiah 4, 10 through 23, we looked at John 14, 27. We went through the definition of discouragement with it, which is a lack of confidence, a loss of confidence or enthusiasm. We looked through the things that can cause that fatigue, frustration, fear, and failure. We now know that if we're discouraged going through this, that God calls us not to be. And that means we must be doing too much in my own strength. And when we lean back in fear, that's our cue to lean forward into him. That when we look just at the rubble, that's not going to get you anywhere. You can't just look at your sin and just stare there and go, I'm a horrible person. Look at all my sin. You were born that way. We were all born sinners. Before your rubble even picked up, you had a piece. <laughs> Boop. Into the world you came, sinner. Done. It, it's been there. It's just been piling up. But you can make that sin into a testimony of God's grace and goodness if you build it back up, but you just standing there looking at it and beating yourself up and thinking of all the, that's not doing anything. Your face is still here when you greet people. That's not moving forward. Pick up a piece, go, that was me, but not anymore. Doing this in your strength, God. And I might just have this one brick that I'm working through all year long, right? I just had to do this one thing. Like lift your hand, Heather, wave, wave to the people, wave to the people. They're not going to hurt you. I'm not nervous of being shanked, you know, anymore. Although I do have to remember that when I go back up to Boston, that I'm not just like Southern hospitality me. I could get shanked. I go to here. Like, oh yes. Yes. We don't talk for 15 minutes at the Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru. That's right. You just tuck and roll your way through that drive-thru. Ah, get in, get out. No, how are you? What do you want? Get out of my way. Sometimes you have to be reminded of your past to see how far you've come. Because even this is a step forward. So if you're feeling discouraged, you're feeling upset, think about the ways that you can look at your rubble in a new way. Let's learn from Nehemiah's army. Let's learn to not just criticize and downplay the areas that you're weak in. That's what the world tells you to do. God, beat it down. Rah, just beat it down. That's what the enemy is doing. No, we need to station families there 
you need a community of people. You need to let some people in to know of that weak spot so that when you go running for the cookies in the workroom, they're like, hey, hey, I'm your armor and sword. Don't do that, remember? And you're like, oh yes. Let some families in to help you. Let some women in to help you. If you don't feel like you have any women, you do in this group and we're here to help you. And if you're looking for real ways to get from where you're going to have long-term success, you can comment below encourage. And I will reach out to you about our program, The Methodized Mom. You can all look it up, themethodizedmom.com. You can look through what we do. You can look through testimonies. We are not a get fit quick thing. We are one brick at a time, one step at a time, sustainable long-term health that isn't based on fads diets, that's based on biblical truths to get you to where you want to be. So if you type encourage below, I'll reach out to you and talk to you a little bit more about the program. We can set up a call to chat and see if you'd be a good fit. Um, and even if not, every call that I have, you can ask anyone in this group who's had a call with me and there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. I'm not here to push you into my product. I've referred more people to other of my teammates, other people that are in my profession that can better help you, to doctors, to things they can do on their own. This isn't about me. This is about giving back and helping you get to where you want to be. So you can type encourage below if you are looking to start up that health program and go, enough's enough. I've been looking at the rubble for too long. It's time for me to start building this thing back up. It's time for me to come with some support. It's time for me to look at this in a different way and really lean into a lifelong health journey. <laughs> Tiffany gets it with um, the Boston. <laughs> um, I love you ladies. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. Go at it this week, 50%. I know the world wants you giving it 110. If we're giving it 110, which is more than 100, where are we leaving room for God in there? Let's go at 50%. Don't tell your boss, but let's go with at 50%. Let's food prep at 50%. Let's meal plan at 50%. Let's work out at 50% and see what God can do to get you past it. He's going to step in and go, let's go. We'll lift you up. Start with where you are. Ladies, I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I'm looking forward to hearing of your success and I'll talk to you soon. Bye everybody.